Ooh, and welcome to Books of the Podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we are booksmen. Except for this week, where we're moviesmen. Filmsmen. Um Well, yeah. I'm I'm only a little bit of a filmsman. Yeah, you you you're, you were telling me beforehand that you didn't make it too far. I tapped out, I got spooked by the monkeys. <laughs> Tim, the monkeys are in like the the first. I couldn't tell if minutes. they were men in suits or not, and then I was like, "If I can't tell this, something's wrong with me. I'm going to be humiliated uh, several points." You couldn't tell that they were men in suits. Of course, they were men in suits. I thought they were really. How did they do the thing where that like tiger jumped on the back of one of them? Oh, that I. Well, they would. They wouldn't do that with a real monkey. They wouldn't have a tiger jump on a real monkey. They'd have it jump on a on a man in a monkey suit's back. Kill him? I I mean, it was like, a, look, I'll admit that, that when I was watched cool it, as hell. I was like, wow, that that's like a leopard attacking either a monkey or a man <laughs> in a monkey suit. Uh, some of some of the uh, parts are I, we're kind of jumping right into it here, I guess. But some of the parts early in the movie, I did think like. Did they kill animals during this? (laughs) You never know with Kubrick, right? Yeah, it feels like the kind of thing where it'd be like, yeah, no, it's fine. We'll kill a few animals. It's worth it for these shots. Today, we'll be discussing the film 2001, A Space Odyssey, directed by Stanley Kubrick, based on the book or written in conjunction and made in conjunction with the book 2001, A Space Odyssey by Arthur C. Clarke. And the book came out first, right? They, I think it actually came out after the movie. Oh, really? Well, like, because they, like they were working on it, like, yeah, and... like he was still writing it when they were filming the movie. So but like, I they saw, were like, still Stanley Kubrick's one of those guys that like took forever making things. Yeah, but I think they also took like he was working on the book as yeah. well. Um, so I don't know. It's uh, it was weird because it was like envisioned like. I think we went over this, but like mm-hmm. I think how it went was Arthur C. Clarke, or they decided they wanted to work together. Yeah. And Arthur C. Clarke was like, you're going to, or Kubrick was like, you're going to hate writing a screenplay. Yeah. Screenplays fucking suck. They're boring. Yeah. Write a novel, and mm-hmm. then we'll base the screenplay Write on a novel, novel, which you know how to do. Yeah, and then we'll make a screenplay out of that. Uh, the novel will be very easy to understand, except for like the last chapter or something. Uh-huh. The movie will be confounding, and nobody will know if a d- 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 leopard killed a fucking monkey in the first five <laughs> minutes. Um, that's interesting because I watched a video recently about why I, I've never seen any of them, but why all these Fantastic Beasts movies uh-huh. failed so tremendously. When like because yeah. they're bad and nobody cares about the story, kind of. I mean, that's a huge part of it. But like you know, Harry Potter was printing money, so it seemed like. But those n- were good, and people yeah. liked the story. Well, so one of the uh, there's a lot of reasons why these movies haven't done well, but uh, the one of the reasons apparently is that J.K. Rowling wrote all the scripts. Right. And, yeah, obviously... The scoundrel Rowling. Yeah. I We, we won't get into how she stinks, but um, outside of that, 
the this video I watched, I, I can't remember what channel it was, unfortunately, but uh, they were talking NBC. about NBC. Yeah, it was NBC. <laughs> but they were talking about how she wrote the scripts, which I didn't know. Apparently, like I guess maybe the most recent one, she like partnered Tom, with somebody. What am I doing? She wrote the scripts. He's given quotation marks. No, I mean I think she did because basically one of the primary reasons they were saying the movies were bad were because she wrote them and they weren't saying like, Oh, and she's a bad writer yeah, now she because, wrote books that people like. because nobody likes her anymore. Right. They were saying, no, she's a bad screenwriter because she's not a screenwriter. Right. She's a novelist. And they did point out a bunch of parts in the movie and like played them that were parts where it's like, this works in a book where it's like, we're going to introduce you to six characters at once. Right. And we're going to go through each of their backstory. But in a film, when you're doing that, and that takes 20 minutes out of like a scene that's moving already. And it's like, well, here, meet your team. And now we have to go through all this shit. Yeah. Completely different medium. Yeah. Or even if you don't do it that way, it's like, well, then you're just going to meet six people and you're going to learn their names and that's it. Like, no, in a movie, you need to like meet these characters individually because that's how movies work. Otherwise, it's boring. Their introduction needs to be like an action that like defines who they are. Yeah, you need to understand who they are through, yeah, something they're doing. You can't just be told about who they are, but you can do that in a book. William Goldman, Adventures in the Screen Trade. I uh, recommend... You read it. You recommend J.K. Rowling give that book a read before they uh, they're not going to make any more of those movies. (laughs) They made three of them. Three or four. I have no idea. You yeah. follow this stuff so closely. I know. And I've never you seen any of the movies. so much like Hollywood stuff that like, I was like, oh, I don't know what uh, Percy Jackson and the uh, whatever. Uh, Lightning Thief. Lightning Thief is. Uh-huh. But you know, like, oh, that made, uh, that underperformed at the box office. It opened well the first, uh, <laughs> but then the executives well, thought I maybe find- what we need to do is refresh the marketing and. On the fourth week, it came back a little bit, but uh, it I seems like they're going to rely on the foreign markets for this one. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't care about that much that stuff as much, but I don't know why. I there is like nothing I love more than watching a movie that has had extensive reshoots. <laughs> like I remember, I went and saw that Predator. Why you like Marvel movies so much? Because they help uh, build it. Like we'll reshoot half the movie. Well, I think it's interesting that Marvel Once does we it. Realize eight year old. Like if eight year olds won't be able to fully understand everything that's going on, we need <laughs> then how's Tom to Reynolds going to do? Yeah, it? we need to add dialogue for everybody to say exactly what they're doing and feeling at every well, moment. Well, I think it. I mean, Marvel reshoots are interesting just because they've kind of perfected it. Although I, I would say there's there's a lot in Is that. that. Why the movies are also good. There's a lot in that new Doctor Strange where it's very obvious that yeah. it's like, oh, everyone here is in front of a green screen. None of these people ever met in real life. None of them are wearing the costumes they're wearing. Like this is basically just a, you know, a, a video game. Why cut, wouldn't they just cut. keep the same costumes from earlier in the shoot? No, some of these people, it's like they're. Uh, like uh, John Krasinski in in this movie playing. Spoiler alert! Uh, enough. the The movie's out. I haven't seen it. 
Uh, but it's just like obvious that, oh, they didn't have time to make him a suit that yeah. that would fit. And I think for no other reason than, you know, these suits, they're like suits in real life where we're like, ah, we need them to come back in, try it on, yeah. do I mean, some of the. I mean, they're like $200 million movies. You can't yeah. get a suit that fits John Krasinski. But it needs to fit, but it needs to look the way they want it to look. So, like, a a good example is they reanimated... Tom, can I just say for the record, (laughs) I'm sorry I brought this up. In Captain America Civil War, they shot all that stuff with Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther, like, legitimately with him in costume. Mm. And then once they got into the editing bay, they were like, nah, his head's too big. His Tom, head's Tom, too big with that mask on. Speaking ill. Not that his his head's too big in real life, but with like a mask on it, his head's too big. The costume doesn't. The work. costume. No yeah. fault of the great man. No, of course not. Inside. But it's like, but then you realize, like, oh right, because in real life, a mask or a helmet has to be a little bit bigger than somebody's head, of course. Right. But then they look kind of like a bobblehead. So uh, we're just going to redo with computer animation where, like, the the helmet's the size of his head. This would not right. work in real life. It would have to be paper thin, but it looks better. Right. So that that's why they don't use real costumes a lot of the times. All right. Or when they do, it just takes a lot of work. But anyway, why would we... Br- oh, reshoots. But yeah, that Predators movie where it was just like so obvious that there were so many. Oh, it's great. I don't know why I like that, but I like it. Yeah. I like seeing the seams sometimes. I like when a freaking leopard attacks a monkey and you can't <laughs> tell how they did it or if that's even a real monkey. I mean, the monkeys all looked like Planet of the Apes. They all looked, you could tell by the eyes that it was real people. Yeah, it was, uh, Although, I was watching in a smoke filled room. <laughs> <laughs> where did you where did you watch this? Movie? I didn't see I didn't see a lot of the detail. Were you, uh, you were back. Were you back at that uh, cigar bar you've been telling <laughs> me about? Tom, that's uh, where those they are my old, people. Yeah. They show old movies every yeah. night. <laughs> um, I think I know why you might have been tricked though, because that Stanley Kubrick, he's a good filmmaker. He pulled a nice trick where I believe all the monkeys were people in suits. Except the baby monkeys, which were real monkeys. Wow. Because <laughs> there's at least one close up of two baby monkeys where I'm like, those are real, those are not baby sh- humans dressed up as yeah. monkeys. Those are real baby monkeys. Interesting. All right, Tom, let's get back on track. Uh huh. I have a hashtag suit squad update. Oh. First, a hashtag, a hashtag, uh, suit squad. Sweepstakes. Okay. (laughs) Thomas has decided Mm -hmm. he's going to go with the original copy uh, that I read for Books of the Podcast. So I don't have to go out and buy the deluxe version of 2001. Or a a spider. Yeah. Any kind of animal. Uh, He made it clear that he did not want a spider at all. Yeah, makes sense. Can't blame the guy. And the postal service or whatever, my spider dealer um, <laughs> made that start. Won't ship internationally. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Thomas, congratulations. Um, I'll send that out this week. I'll inscribe it with a nice hashtag suit squad uh, message. Tom, maybe I'll have you uh, write something in there as well. Sure. Um, 
hashtag suit squad update. Uh, I wore the suit. Yes, we were at a wedding this weekend. You wore the suit. Tom? And and let me tell you, Tim, there was no question that there was a man in that suit. Nobody said, hey, is that a monkey? Uh, everybody was like, nah, it's a man in a suit. And it was exactly my size. It didn't look uh, like my head was too big or whatever. Yeah. Um, I will say, I done goofed. What? This suit sucks. <laughs> Why does it suck? <laughs> because, and I don't know whose fault this was. Uh, I could guess. It's but... probably me. It's either me <laughs> uh-huh. or the man who took my measurements and helped me go through all the things. Um, there's a there's an option on suits in the back on the mm-hmm. jacket. Yeah. The number of vents. Oh, okay. Right, mm-hmm. so one vent. Mm-hmm. That's just like split down the middle. Split down the middle on the bottom. Or there's two vents where it's got like a butt flap on it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, this came with two flaps, and I'm looking in my order history here. That's how it was ordered. Yeah. But I never would have ordered that unless mm. it was a mistake. Yeah. So I'm walking around this wedding with a goddamn butt flap on my- Damn, uh, nobody, know, nobody was like, look at that guy. He's got a butt flap on yeah, his suit. Yeah, I know, but it's not- Look, I thought this was going to be like the optimal suit. So I think I had to go- I think they could like remake it. Right. Uh, make they one, can make, make a, two a flaps two into vent one. Into uh, one vent. Yeah, but it's gonna be asymmetrical. They're gonna just sew one of those vents <laughs> together. You want the vent on the right or left, <laughs> pal? Uh, well, I'm gonna have to figure this out. I think it's probably fine, Tim. I I did not notice this whatsoever. You did not notice the butt flap. No, I the Tim, two vent and I butt flap. Been, yeah, and I'm always checking out your ass yeah, to see if there's anything on there that, <laughs> that I you can, could just uh, really go uh, to town. I'm on just, I, I'm always hoping yeah. you you've sat in gum uh, or like uh, uh, I mean, my dream is one day you sit in a big bowl of pudding. Yeah, I mean, and then I can point out to everybody. Around. Oh, look at he yeah. diarrhea his pants. Yeah. Um, I got told by a friend of ours, I, I wore a black suit to this wedding. And you fr- did wear a black suit. And a friend like of ours Batman. told me I looked like a funeral director. <laughs> Who said that? My friend Paul. <laughs> Paul's an asshole. He was like, yeah, you look like a funeral director. I was like, I, was, you look good in your black thank suit. Thank you. Yeah. It was like my black suit was clean, yeah. so I figured I would wear this. That's all. What did Paul wear? Paul, Paul didn't even wear a tie. You didn't wear a tie. You're right. To a wedding. And I went to the store and bought a new shirt and a new tie. You know, I was here the night before. Uh Uh-huh. Or two nights before the wedding. And you were like, I'm going to buy a new shirt. And your girlfriend was like, when are you going to do that? You were like, tomorrow. And I was like, there's no way he's going to go buy a new shirt. I went and did it. And you did it. Yeah. Um, I went to- Just to spite you. (laughs) Did she just say that so you would actually do it? Uh, So you would go- I'll fucking show her. <laughs> I mean, she probably did, but I but I would argue that that's not the reason why. I mean, I knew I was like, tomorrow I'm gonna be in the city. Yeah. Uh, and then I looked it up. Uh, I don't think I had looked it up yet, but I was like, oh, there's like an H and M nearby. Right. That and that's exactly how much money I want to spend on this. I don't want to. I don't want anything fancy or nice. But. Uh, H&M, uh, it's not fancy. It doesn't last. But um, mm-hmm. it's Fast nice. Fast fashion. Like, ni- maybe yeah, not nice quality, fine. but like uh, yeah, it's, fashionable. It, yeah, it's not going to last very yeah. long. But Well, and that's what this tie I bought. The only ties they had, Tim, were these uh, skinny madman ties. Hmm. And I had never, I don't think I've really had like a skinny madman tie. 
Yeah, you're not a is, mad uh, man yourself. No, I like to think of myself as quite a sane man, but uh, the, this tie was pretty. Was it like skinny, like a uh, like a ska band? No, it wasn't oh, like ska band skinny. Okay, it still had like a little flare to it. Okay, you know, it had a little yeah, shape. Because like I feel like the skinny, skinny tie. Mm-hmm. Like that was probably like 2006, 2007, where it's like you wouldn't show up anywhere with with no. a tie thicker. Then, uh, so, ooh, look at this, Tom. The, your notes look like like a madman wrote them. You just dropped your notes. You're on not. The floor. Su- you're not supposed to see that. You take notes by writing with your, fi- or do you have a stylus yeah, on your a, iPad? Uh, yeah, pencil. Ah, so yeah, so I take them that way. You thought I just like drew this with my finger? Yeah, which I thought would be insane. Uh, no. Uh, but anyway, back to, back to the, the shirt and tie for a moment. I knew I was like, I'm going to be around there. And, uh, I've had this problem, uh, the past few weddings I've been like, all right, I have to check out a tie. All my ties have fucking stains on. How do we stain our ties so much? I have no idea. All my ties every, like, I was like, ah, I'm narrowing it down to three ties that I can wear to this wedding. And then I was like, well, two of them have big prominent stains on them. One of them has, like, a stain that I could, like, kind of hide. Yeah. I tuck it in right. I, I think I maybe have, like, five ties. And yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm down to one or two that yeah. that don't have a uh, big old stain on them. I don't. I mean, also, I, don't, I only wear I them to events I where I get super <laughs> drunk. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. I don't understand. The only time I wear these ties is when I get blackout <laughs> drunk. <laughs> well, I get blackout drunk, and there's a ton of food on offer, yeah. and I'm like, oh, let me try some of this. Uh, a ton of food I don't have to pay for, so it's like, oh, if I take a few bites, whatever. Yeah, I smash it all over my chest and belly. <laughs> Who cares? Um, huh? But yeah, uh, I good, I, wedding, good wedding cake at that. Uh, it was. The, what yeah. kind of cake was that? I, I don't was know. too drunk to Me understand. Too. I was by trying that to. I was trying to pick out the flavors, and. Uh, my one guess was pureed sweet potato, which I'm told is not true, but like it kind of had the color of that on one of yeah, the layers. Yeah, it's kind of like a mauve type yeah, of color. But uh, I, I was assured by my mostly sober wife that that was uh, not the case. Hey, good good cake. Uh, you had a great suit on. Nobody Thanks. noticed the butt flap. I mean, I bet some people noticed the butt flap. I, I had a nice new shirt and tie on that uh, haters said I wouldn't be able to get in time. Yeah. But I did. And but, you didn't look like a funeral director. Thank you. And Paul uh, didn't wear a fucking tie. Yeah. And I think the bride, if she noticed, was probably upset about that. Probably would notice that he wasn't wearing a tie before she noticed that I looked like a funeral director. Yeah, exactly. But I did wear, you know, you I was... did cake on a lot of like uh, the pancake makeup to make your skin look Me? really white. <laughs> yeah, Tim, I wanted to look good for the wedding. I wanted to I look young. It, maybe you look like a weird and morbid a little bit. Um, <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, uh, oh, I, I almost bought. 
a different shirt. And then I was like, nah, like I don't, I don't have enough. <laughs> People are paying for this, by the way. <laughs> it's like, I don't have enough white dress shirts. Uh-huh. And then it was so goddamn hot. I had to keep my jacket on the whole time yeah. because I, I sweat clear through uh, oh. this cheap H&M shirt. The paradox. It was so hot. You had to keep your jacket yeah, on. Yeah, I know. It just made me hotter. Yeah, because at some point, uh, somebody probably probably my girlfriend was like, "Hey, like it's hot. You should take your jacket off." I was like, "No, nah, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. I'm I'm already too sweaty yeah. to take my jacket like, off. Like, uh, you'll be shirtless. You'll be uh, be clinging to you." Yeah. Oh, I should have gone into the uh, men's room, taken off my shirt, just put the jacket on. Yeah. And said it was the style. Right. Now who looks like a funeral director? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look like I'm in a boy band. <laughs> All right, Tim. 2001. Uh, we, we're, uh, before we even talk about the monkeys, I'd like to say this. You know what I appreciate about this movie right off the top? They they do the music right away. The theme away. song right away. <laughs> right I wasn't away. expecting. Dun, 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 dun. Did you notice this pissed me off? This made me think that uh, this is why I didn't make it too long. Also, I started it. When I was very tired, yeah, and I fell asleep on the couch. I've said I haven't had a lot of time this last week, mm-hmm. um, but like this movie's long. Yeah, people say it's slow, and then the first thing that comes onto the screen is the MGM logo. Yeah, and it seemingly stays on the screen for four and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the weird thing because I have this in my early notes here that I'm like. Everybody talks about how long this movie is. This movie's 40 minutes shorter than the latest Batman movie. <laughs> yeah. But that's the difference is yeah. that every single shot holds for mm-hmm. like five minutes. Yeah. Uh, so it's not that it's long. It's just very slow. Yeah, that's cool. Were you uh, smoking dope while you watched this? Uh no, because that made me that made me worry that I would just fall asleep entirely. Right. Okay. Uh, if if I had done that, um, but yeah, that's my plan on watching this movie. I also didn't want to watch it in two sittings. I wanted to be as immersed as yeah. Possible that was kind of because I I so I watched it last night. And uh, it occurred to me the night before I was like, oh, I have to watch that movie. I can't forget about that. And like, I want to watch it at night. I don't want to watch it during the day when like my, you know, TV isn't in the optimal. Yeah, that's one where you want to like optimize the environment. Yeah, I want to be in a completely dark room, uh, you know, completely nude, completely oiled up. No, but it's like I don't want to watch it during the day while like my girlfriend's on a Zoom call yeah. for work, and you know I'm in a bright living room. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I and I didn't want to watch it in two parts because I wanted to like let it wash over me, yeah. have have the whole experience, let it build. Um. But uh, yeah, if they they do the the music right away, um. Uh, monk, and then I my next note is monkeys and aardvarks just hang out. Were those aardvarks that that were with the monkeys? No, well, those would be too big. Those are right. Aardvarks. Uh, what are the like hell small. were those things? I don't know. <laughs> Some animal that, <laughs> that I'm not that familiar with. That freaked me out too. <laughs> and that that's one of the animals where it's like they killed one of those animals at least. It yeah. seemed like. Um, you know what this first scene made me realize. 
What's that? I'm bad at watching movies um, in parts where there's no dialogue. Because, like, this movie has a lot of parts with no dialogue. In the book, they're explaining everything about, like, the other monkeys at the watering hole. Mm -hmm. And then the protagonist monkeys come over and they, like, all screech at each other. Yeah, a lot of monkeys screaming at each other. I wouldn't have, like, tracked that, like, Oh, that's a different tribe of monkeys there, and they're coming over. No, I really? Just been like, I understood that. No, I would have just been like, because like I zone out if nobody's <laughs> talking. So I'm just like, monkeys on the screen. I'll check back in when a man is talking. Yeah, <laughs> and Tim then just kind of like I'll start thinking in. about other things. No, just like check in like attention wise. Like yeah. my mind wanders, and I stop. Like I have to like, if there's stuff happening on screen, I have to be like narrating it in my head so I can be sure to pay attention. Like, oh, now the monkeys are walking this way Tim, away I'll from the you, other monkeys. You know, normally I'm watching a movie. I'm half paying attention. A monkey comes on screen. <laughs> now you have my undivided attention. Yeah, exactly. Let's see what... but, I mean, if that monkey is checking into a hotel, for example. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, uh, you got me. If he's playing first base for a baseball team, yeah. You got my attention. But if it's just doing monkey stuff. Yeah, it's just doing monkey stuff. There's less of a chance. Like at first I'm like, oh cool, monkeys. And then I'm just like, another shot of monkeys doing yeah. monkey stuff. When they when they wake up and that obelisk is there, they screech at that obelisk for like ten solid minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like I, okay, I get it. I All get right, it. monkeys. Jeez, it's my child new. is sleeping in the next room. Oh, that that's actually one of my other things about this movie is like watching this movie uh, somewhat late at night while my girlfriend is sleeping in the next room was very difficult. I I had to have the remote in my hand the, all uh, the time. The volume, yeah. Yeah, because there are some, por- some parts that are just so quiet. You can't, like, when they're in space and they're like, uh, do you check all the <laughs> instrument panels? It's like I had the TV up to fucking 99 on the volume. <laughs> yeah, I checked all the instrument panels. And then they cut to like, bum, 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 bum. <sighs> it's awful. Riding the remote the whole movie. Why Why have they not gotten this right yet? What? Mixing Can they movies fire properly? all the sound mixers? <laughs> yeah. I I did turn on, uh, I eventually turned on captions because yeah. I was like, I can't keep doing this and I'm missing some of the things these guys are mumbling yeah. to each other. There's not that much dialogue to begin with. So I'll, I, I find, uh, I don't know, I'm like more used to watching stuff with captions. So the last couple of movies I've gone to, like uh, just by uh, way of like, oh, this is the time I want to see the mm. movie. They've been like closed caption showings. Oh, really? Yeah. I just wind up reading the whole time. That's why it's just like I do. I, have I to don't tell mind myself watching not to do foreign that. Foreign language movies. Yeah, but like, I'm also like, I feel like I don't get the visual, uh, the full visual experience because like. You're just like looking at the bottom of the screen, like yeah. in processing. You have to, you have to tell yourself not to do that. But I like think. in a, in a foreign or in a foreign yeah, language film, like it. then I wouldn't know what's going on. Right. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I guess it's just kind of different. You just kind of, yeah. uh, yeah. I don't know. You adjust to it. I watched uh, two foreign films last weekend. I told you about. It. I forget if I talked about it on the show. Yeah. Non English language films. Yes. Uh, I watch RRR 
on Netflix. Uh, This Indian movie that was this movie was over three hours. This movie was oh so good. One of my favorite movies I've seen this year. It had everything. Yeah, all the things, huh? Uh, I'll tell you what it didn't have any cruelty to animals. Ah. They had a thing in the beginning where it was like all the animals in this movie are computer generated. We did not harm or I think or even Were like there like use <laughs> animal accidents in it or like uh, no, but there animal are, carnage. There's animal action scenes that are unbelievable where uh. it's like you didn't need to put that warning in. I know <laughs> you didn't have this scene where one of the guys drives up to this huge party in a truck slams on the brakes and like uh drifts in and all the cages open at the same time (laughs) and like 30 different types of zoo animals (laughs) jump out in slow motion with the with the one of the protagonists to like declare war Uh, yeah watch this movie tim look it's a very it's gonna be too much for me tom um it might be, but this is actually the type of movie, I, I think I told you that when we started watching it, it was like, this movie's three hours. We can do it in two nights. Mm-hmm. We we watched the whole three you hours. You couldn't it figure just, out when to stop it? You it were just, just like, well, no, after this scene, maybe. Oh my God, what's no, going on No, that was here? the thing. There were a lot of good places to stop because- But like, you just wanted, you didn't you, want to stop the party more. is what I mean. Yeah. yeah it's like- Because the, the movie, like the tone of the movie shifts wildly. So like there are plenty of parts where it's like, all right, a big action set piece just happened, but now they, I mean, the credits, the opening credits come in 40 minutes into the movie. <laughs> nice. um, but man, what a movie. Uh, great. I highly recommend it. If like I, they, they just had like a, it went back in theaters for uh, like a weekend recently in the U.S. Was it released in theaters before this? It was, this? Yeah. yeah. It apparently did have like a simultaneous release. And like the, the, one, the version on Netflix is a little weird because it's in Hindi, which apparently isn't the language that most of the movie's in. Huh. Um, it's in like a different Indian dialect. Right. I'm not sure which, but... Uh, but it's also one of those movies where, like, there are some characters who are speaking English and they're subtitled elsewhere. So it's fine. Look, if it's if your native language is English, you're going to be fine watching the Netflix version, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, so it was great. And then we watched uh, The Worst Person in the World. A documentary uh, about you. And it, it, Hey, how dare you? <laughs> Uh, no, Tim, I told you it was a foreign film. I think it was, uh, Norwegian, maybe? Uh, yeah, I don't Some, know. Somewhere in Scandinavia. I think it was mm-hmm. Norwegian. Uh, also very good. In a, in a very different way. Very How melancholy many, uh, movie. animals got broken out of cages? Uh, none that mm-hmm. I can remember. I don't think any animals were even in the movie. Hmm. Well, well, Not like this other movie. There, there's a really good tiger chase in, uh, RRR as well. Nice. All right, wow. so I have that that thing about the monkeys, baby monkeys. The bone turns into the spaceship. One of the monkeys kills another monkey with the bone mm-hmm. and then throws it in the air and it turns into a spaceship. All of a sudden we're back to the future. We're we're in the we're in the future, the year two thousand and one. Now, Tom, mm-hmm. how much of this movie and maybe maybe you're not as well versed as I am, uh 
how many shots from this movie have you seen parodied on The Simpsons? <laughs> um, I just feel like the bone in the air turning into something mm-hmm. like uh, that's definitely something like. You know, yeah, say, not like, only The Simpsons. If you've never but like seen a... Citizen Kane, but you've watched the first nine episodes, nine seasons of The Simpsons, you've seen every shot in Citizen Kane. <laughs> uh, I've never heard that, but yeah. I believe it. But like, uh, I feel like it might be the same thing. At the like, there were like three distinct shots in the first ten minutes, and I'm like, oh, I know that from The Simpsons. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of the movie. Uh, like, I definitely tried to watch this once before years ago and fell asleep during it. Um, but even beyond that, yeah, there's so much in the movie that you've seen in other, you've seen parodied or, I mean, it is crazy to me that what year <laughs> the, this, the, the, the part where weird Al gets out of the plane was uh, parodied in naked gun. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, uh, what year did this movie come out? I think 68. Yeah. It is crazy to me that this movie came out years before the first Star Wars movie. Yeah. Because, like, the special effects in this movie are very good. Like, they they definitely hold up, uh, you know, a lot of miniatures, a lot of just kind of, like, creative... A lot of men in monkey suits. <laughs> a lot of men in... <laughs> But it's like those men in monkey suits hold up better than like a 1997 movie where it's like, we'll just make the monkeys CGI. Uh, I feel like there are so many movies from the mid to late 90s to like 2010 that are like borderline unwatchable because (laughs) the, the special effects, the computer special effects are just so bad. Right. Um, and I, I think a lot of that is because of Jurassic Park. I feel like Jurassic Park came out, what, 95? Jurassic uh, Park, the 94. first one? 94. Yeah. That movie came out, and I feel like they were like, yep, and we, all that's computer generated. And everybody was like, oh, man, I guess the technology's ready. And it, I feel like it wasn't until a few years ago that they were like, actually, it was mostly puppets. Yeah. Um. I'm telling you, practical effects, Tommy. Yeah. Um, that's actually the main reason I wanted to watch this, and I fell asleep before any of that happened. Mm. No, I mean, practical effects are always better. Like, yeah. there's, I don't know, they're just more interesting. I, I was even watching, uh, Tim, There, here's another uh, foreign film recommendation for you. You gotta stop saying foreign films, Tom. It's best international picture at the Oscars. <laughs> well... Tim, uh, you know as well as I do that uh, once they threw Will Smith out of the academy, I also yeah. resigned my position. <laughs> so I refuse to use their uh, nomenclature. Uh, another great foreign film, uh, Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla. So this came out, I believe, 2016. It's a Godzilla movie, of course. Uh, it's right in the name. But... Uh, they like kind of tried to make a more realistic Godzilla movie. I mean, you don't need to do that. But here's what they did interestingly that even though the Godzilla is computer generated, they still motion captured a person. Okay. And then the computer generated version of Godzilla, they were also like, we want it to look like it's a rubber suit. (laughs) Ah, That's cool. So it looks out of, it's like a weird, uncanny, like it's kind of terrifying in a lot of ways. 
because it it I don't know it, it's not an uncanny valley I guess but it's just like it's this weird mix of like very realistic with like not very real I don't know it's hard to describe but uh but I liked it a lot and yeah, and had a lot of shots that I found just like I don't know scary in the way Godzilla moved <laughs> I like that yeah let me see let me see this exclusive clip of Shin Godzilla. And now an exclusive clip of Shin Godzilla. Yep, it's making those Godzilla sounds just like we're all uh, familiar with. Show the Godzilla. I mean, you could watch this later, Tim. <laughs> well, you're telling me about it now. I, I tell you about a lot of stuff. and doesn't They're mean shooting them. Yeah, of course they're shooting them. It's Godzilla, Tim. Mm-hmm. They don't want Godzilla around. Oh, right as they showed Godzilla, it's like, go see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> to see more Godzilla. Yeah, they saw a little bit of Godzilla. Looks cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, anything with practical effects, uh, I'm all for. Like, uh, computer effects are, are cool and they have their place, but, you know, the, the, uh, most movies, it's gone way overboard yeah. now where it's, when computer effects aren't, aren't used as like, oh, this is the best way to do it when it's used as like a, this is the cheapest and quickest way for us to do it. Yeah. Then, you know, it's not going to match. Like I was saying with the Marvel stuff where it's like, now use a physical suit's always going to look better. Yeah. And when it's just like, we didn't have time because of contracts. Yeah. CGI me, uh, just, uh, a regular one seam. They get, and that's what they'd rather do that, Tim, than tailor you a new suit. Yeah. Um, vent, not seam. Vent. Uh, I already talked about how it was a hard uh, movie to watch at night. One thing I liked when uh, when uh, uh, the protagonist is Frank in the at least in the beginning, and then later it's Dave, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, when Frank's, yeah, Frank Poole. When Frank's on the uh, Pan Am flight to uh, the space station, mm-hmm. uh, that the uh, flight attendants are wearing uh, Velcro, Velcro shoes. shoes. Yeah. Oh, but not, cool. But not the Velcro shoes you are thinking of. Shoes with Velcro on the bottom. Right. Uh, I told you about that. You were drunk. <laughs> no, I do remember <laughs> you telling me about it, but, yeah. uh, but it was fun to see in real life, too. Yeah. Um, and it did make me think we recently watched, uh, the first alien movie. Ooh, I've never uh, seen it. Uh, don't um, tell me if anything pops out anybody's chest. I want to be surprised. <laughs> well, Laura had never seen it either. So I was like, let's watch it. It's a great movie. I haven't seen it in a minute. Um, but, uh, one thing I loved about that movie is like at one point in, uh, I think it's like when, they like go down to a planet service and then they're coming back up. Like, you know, the, the person piloting it is like, all right, engage thrusters. And then just goes, uh, artificial gravity on. (laughs) It's like, and that's the only explanation (laughs) for why people aren't floating around artificial gravity on. How did you artificially create gravity? (laughs) But this movie, they do go a long way. There's so many things that spin around in this movie. Yeah. And like the Velcro shoes and they're all moving very like, that was the cool thing about the book, the detail. And it's cool that like it's done in conjunction. So like, uh, 
that stuff carried over to the movie. Yeah. Like, uh, and it does make a lot of uh, sense where it's like, oh, yeah, floating around in space is fun. But if you were a flight attendant on, you know, uh, two daily trips to this <laughs> thing and back, it's like, yeah, no, this is actually making my job very difficult. Yeah. Can I please get some Velcro shoes? They also, uh, in the book, pointed out that it was to make the um, passengers feel at ease, a, a sense that of normalcy, like you're yeah. on a normal plane. Yeah, the plane looks, the plane looks, did you get to this part? No, I okay. was fast asleep by the The plane looks very normal. Actually, I bet at the time it was like a futuristic looking mm. uh, jet, but uh, just because there's like a... a entertainment system in the back of the headrest and it's like oh i don't think they had that in 1968 no but uh but the weird thing is uh, smoking and like i think pianos and uh (laughs) like couches and stuff the weird thing is though the uh and i didn't understand why this would be but the aisle between the seats is like uh at like almost shoulder height for the passengers like where the passengers are sitting is like sunken in. Ah, so uh, just like a to look futuristic or something. Yeah, I don't know if it was just yeah. like a stylistic choice or if it was something to do with uh, I don't know anti gravity and yeah. and whatever that they would do it that way. But but they did make sure while the flight attendant was walking on the Velcro uh, floor to have a uh, uh, like a pen, Frank's asleep in a seat. And his pen is like floating in the air. Uh, so you can still see like, oh, okay, there is no gravity. Could you see the wires? I couldn't see the wires. And I got right up to the TV. Nice, I was yeah. like, bullshit, this is real. <laughs> You're always getting up real close to the TV to prove something. It's so. like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. They went to outer space to film this. <laughs> Turns out they did. Yeah. Huh? Well, I couldn't see the wire, yeah. so that's the only explanation. Um, uh, and then just like a bunch of boring stuff happens for a long time. Uh, I don't have super extensive notes after now, this. Now, is it boring stuff that is also like... It, accurate visu- to the book. But like also like visually kind of cool. Like I'm on the IMDb page right uh-huh. now and just like a trailer on mute is playing and it's just like beautiful shots of just yeah. like, um, I don't know. Like every shot in this movie just seems like so thoughtfully and artfully composed. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, there is a part towards the end, which I guess I'll get to, uh, where it's just kind of like a lot of like trippy visuals that I found, like interesting to a point but then like after like 10 minutes it was like okay all right like i'm just looking at like a lava lamp that somebody's put a mirror up against to make some weird thing it doesn't really look like space at all which is fine that's supposed to be but it's like i get it let's 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 keep the gravy train rolling here um they were they drove that gravy train all the way to the bank. Tim, them. I wish you had watched the movie up to. There's a part where uh, Frank is getting like a message from home from his parents, mm-hmm. and I start. I almost 
called you, even though it was late at night, because I thought the actor playing his dad was Shemp from the Three Stooges. <laughs> was it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> I like paused the movie to look it up. And I was like, holy shit. It, but this guy looked a lot like Shemp or Mo Howard. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, was... if it was him, you were you would have called me right <laughs> yeah i would have at least texted you yeah. and said like can you believe this shemp is in and i would have woken up and been like okay i guess i'm gonna have to my, power get through a, this get a movie. pot of coffee on i gotta watch this movie um but but yeah i looked it up it was like an old it was a guy that looked i was at least glad to see when i looked on imdb when I found uh, this everybody guy, everybody would mistake him for Shemp. I saw this guy's picture and I was like, "All right, yeah. I wasn't crazy." Yeah. He does look like Shemp a little bit. Um, I have in my uh, in my notes here. I've I have three more things. Only one uh, really uh, has anything to do with the movie. All right. My first. Oh one, wait, hold on. Can I just uh, say something? Yeah, I want to make a correction. Okay. Although it's commonly believed that, that the Shemp famous the... jump cut is from the bone being tossed in the air to a ship floating in space, uh-huh. it is in fact not a spaceship. It's a nuclear device circling the Earth. So the bone being used as the first murder weapon is thrown ah. to the ultimate murder weapon. Okay. Well, they could have like put some print on there. Yeah, like... man, they really uh, they love the whole nuclear aspect of this. Huh? Yeah, well, that's what was hot at the time. Yeah, the Cold War. Um, my first question here. So there's there's a part where I think it's maybe when Frank is going from the space station to the moon. He's on like a a different type of ship. Mm-hmm. And it's like maybe the only joke in the movie where he gets up to go to the bathroom and there's a sign outside the bathroom that says like uh, like instructions on how to use the space toilet. And it's like 10 steps and each step is like a paragraph long. And like you kind of can't read it, but uh-huh. he's just looking at it like, oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, it's, I gotta go. I think it's yeah. the only joke in the movie. Pretty solid joke. I feel like you know we we hear a lot about how bathrooms work in space and stuff. Yeah, in the book, that's uh, so much of it. Well, but I'm saying even in real life, we hear a uh, lot about. that. I mean, I feel like you seek that out. <laughs> I think it's the Venn diagram of two of your your biggest well, interests. Here's, well, here's another. <laughs> you always ask it. So how's your bathroom work? <laughs> well, here's another circle to add to that Venn diagram, Tim. The astronauts jerk off. Tom, we've talked about this. <laughs> Have we? Did we come to so. any conclusions? Uh, I think you probably don't have enough privacy. Maybe in the world but of 2001. But what about like, this dude that was up there for a year? You tell me he went up, he had a no nut year up there? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he had a, maybe he was uh, having uh, intercourse with somebody. Well, that they know, that's expressly forbidden. Is it? They don't want anybody to get pregnant in space. Oh, yeah. Which what is if, under- you know, some people, you know, what if it's two guys? Then. No, that guy's not going to get pregnant. Probably, yeah, I mean, right? I guess maybe then they'd be all right with it. Yeah. 
but but I know that they have like a big fear <laughs> to the point where it's like, what do you guys know? <laughs> yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, can't we just bring her down? <laughs> but I feel like it's like, no. If a baby's conceived in space, that baby is going to grow up to be a uh, hundred feet tall and take over the world. <laughs> that will fulfill the prophecy. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can't have that. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know about same sex sex yeah. or, uh, but like, I mean, I totally get the like, look, we're all in this tiny capsule. Nobody have sex with each other, but Master, there has to be some kind of. You're up there for a year. I mean, maybe it's I don't either know. you're gonna have like nocturnal emissions, or you're gonna. Tom, I took a sketch writing. Pump one out. I took a sketch writing class. Uh huh. Did pretty well in it. Sketch two hundred one for mm-hmm. I did. I took one hundred one and two hundred one. What university was this through? Uh, the upper uh, UCB. Okay. Um, and. I did write a sketch one time about um, like masturbating explore, astronauts, e- exploring this this very, and uh, uh, went over like a lead balloon. Tom, people uh, people are afraid of the truth. They don't the want to think about it. The game wasn't clear enough mm. because it transitioned into like um, <laughs> just five pages of describing an astronaut beating off. <laughs> no, no, it was with uh, one astronaut. It was his first flight. Uh-huh. And then, like the senior guy on there was like, "All right, have you done all the things?" And they're doing the same. He's like, "And have you jerked off?" He's like, "No, no yeah, whatever." He's like, "No, no, it's important that you jerk off before." And then the president gets on, <laughs> uh, the, like, "It's like have uh-huh. a great flight. I implore you to jerk off or whatever." <laughs> and then, uh, but then the first astronaut just talks about how sexy he finds everything in space, and that's where the the game got muddled. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, well, Tim, I'm not looking for a, a, a sketch. I'm looking for the truth here. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's. I mean, at the end when nobody laughed, mm-hmm. you know, we did the read through in class, and I was like, "I'm happy you're not laughing because this isn't about jokes." Can somebody please tell me <laughs> what would happen in this situation? Because I just feel like they've got devices for everything, right? That uh, and I maybe there's and some I vacuum tubes. That's some what I'm freaking, saying. Uh, and I understand why they don't want to talk about it to the but, wall. But I feel like there's got to be something because they don't want. Well, if uh, hey, sound off in the comments if you know what's nilly. going on up in space. To, so for guys all, to get their rocks all off, all of a sudden there's jizz floating, getting yeah. in the instrument panels and everything. Tom, this is the perfect time mm-hmm. to mention. Patreon comment of the week. Okay. Comes from Jeff or Geoff. I don't know how he pronounces it. Right, Jeff. I had to look up Sir Psycho Sexy after your recent discussions of it. Mm-hmm. What are you the poem? Yeah. There's eight minutes of this. I'm never getting through it. <laughs> Tom, in case anybody uh, hasn't uh, gotten through. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Sir Psycho Sexy. Um, I've queued up the second verse uh, here, which I'll recite. <laughs> if, you, if you'll recall, the last verse was about uh, getting stopped by a lady cop. <laughs> right, of course. This one. It's, it's and things not going the way you would expect. Things get a little uh, more religious here, Tom. Deep inside the Garden of Eden, standing there with my heart on bleeding. <laughs> Ew. There's a devil in my dick, some demons in my seat. 
Good God, no, that would be treason. Believe me, Eve, she gave good reason. Booty looking too good not to be squeezing. Creamy beef. I'm given because she's the receiver. I won't and I don't hang up until I please her, making her feel like an overachiever. I take it away from Grammy Award winning. You're going to get arrested <laughs> reciting these kinds of lyrics. Yeah. And these guys get a freaking Grammy for it. And wow. An introduction uh, to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No uh, no justice in the world. Anthony Kiedis is the dumbest lyricist of all time, right? <laughs> I mean, they're dumb, but uh, he's got away with words. Yeah. Uh, and that has been the comment of the week. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. I was looking at uh, my last two notes. The last note doesn't have anything to do with this, so I'm not going to get into it. It was just about the... uh, uh, I was going to ask if you you heard about this uh, Washington Post uh, artificial intelligence Google guy who did like an interview at the Washington Post. Oh, no. About how he thought the artificial intelligence he helped create. Has become sentient. Yeah. Yeah. His dumbest... Thing. Is he just a crazy person now? I mean, sometimes, basically. Sometimes really smart people can just go crazy. Oh, absolutely. And this is the case of somebody where it's like, this is a very eccentric person. He desperately wants this to be the case. And like, in all honesty, looking at like the conversation he had with it, it's like, shit, our, this is scary that artificial intelligence is this smart. But it's like, but this was trained in language. So when he says, are you sentient? It's like, yep. Yeah, of course it's going to say that. And then it's reacting like my biggest fear is to be unplugged and turned off. And it's like, yeah, because that's what we think uh, a sentient. Uh, Very, uh, very interesting, but also like. Yeah, it, it shows like, oh, yeah, geniuses can also be really dumb right. about some things. Uh, and then my last uh, uh, note that was pertinent to this movie was just uh, more things should be magnetic. Hmm. What's magnetic in, in the, the movie? movie? There's just like a lot of like very uh, convenient Everything's kind of magnetized. Yeah, you can well, just. I feel like it would screw up a spaceship if you magnetize well, too much I, stuff. I, probably in this case, it was definitely done to just explain why everything isn't floating around right. all the time. Uh, but it just looked real nice, and I was just thinking, like, oh yeah, the few things that I have that are like magnetized, it's nice. It's nice to just mm. like put something on something and it sticks. More things should be that way. Hmm. I feel like now that we're getting away from uh, spinning disk drives that could be ruined by magnets. Yeah. That maybe uh, the it's time magne- for a magnet resurgence. Yeah. And also like tube TVs could be screwed up by magnets. Look, we're past these things. Let's yeah. get more magnets going, guys. I think we got past them so we could get back to magnets. Yeah. Also, you know, rare earth magnets, not so rare. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty common. In the earth. I got some on my freaking refrigerator right yeah. now. Yeah, well, there you go. How rare could it be if it's uh, on your one refrigerator? There's a picture of a sheep on it. I don't think that's a rare earth. <laughs> I think it's just a kitchen magnet. I'm talking about a different thing. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, yeah, so, the, yeah, the movie, it goes it goes the way the book does. Uh, but but it's good. Hal, Hal turns on him. He turns on Hal. He says, I can't do that, Dave. Dave eventually turns Hal off. That scene's pretty cool because he like kind of goes inside Hal. Yeah. Um, 
Is it's like there's your answer right there. Well, again, because it's like 1968, so they're like, of course, this computer would be the size of a room. Uh, And then uh, it's very unclear what's going on when he like goes through hyperspace. Yeah, like it's very. The last half hour of this movie has no dialogue. All I know is that like every review I read, like user generated review on IMDb, it's just like. So there's a guy in a bedroom, and then there's a baby in the sky. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, child, that's man. really cool. When all of a sudden he's in the like EVA unit inside, just like a weird bedroom. I like that a lot. It looked neat. Well, and then he becomes a baby in the sky. And I'll tell you what, the baby—it must have been like a puppet they made. Looks looks a lot like the actor. Oh, nice. Yeah. Maybe they had the Jim Henson Creature Shop work on that. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it, it definitely looked like it was uh, up to those kinds of standards. Um, I'd like to be reborn as a star baby. Yeah, I mean, it looked all right. Protecting Earth, looking over, making sure that the nukes aren't going to destroy us. He seemed to not really mind it. Also, this guy in, in some shots looks a lot like Michael J. Fox. Hmm. And as a kid, I remember like the cover of it, thinking like, "Is that Michael J. Fox?" And I was like, "Nah," because there's a few shots where it's like, "That's imagine, Michael J. Fox." Imagine seeing this movie at like seven years old. How bored you would have been. <sighs> would have been so bored. You'd have been like Michael J. Fox. Now that I've seen him in Back to the Future, let me see him in this cool spaceship movie. Yeah, but then like, I would have come back around once monkeys? once I watched uh, Doc Hollywood. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. It is a good movie. It's fun. Now, uh, not not of uh, talk about Doc Hollywood. Fun movie. Oh, he had a few good uh, movies. Uh, uh, not a good movie, but one that uh, I enjoyed. Uh, Life with Mikey. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever yeah. even seen that one, huh? I mean, you probably shouldn't go out of your way to see it. I think it's on. I think it's on the Max, Tom. The oh HBO Max. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what are we doing next week, Tim? Do you want to watch all that uh, Man vs. Oh, B? Man vs. B? Well, I don't have to watch all of it. I just have to watch the first episode, the first of nine episodes. From what I understand, from what I saw, the scuttlebutt on our uh, TCGTE Discord uh-huh. um, is that the first episode's 20 minutes and the rest are all 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, so it seems doable. All right, let's do it. Next week, oh, yeah. Man versus B. We'll just do one episode on Man vs. Yeah. B. <laughs> well, somebody we'll actually- binge it. The runner-up comment of the week mm-hmm. is uh, Trevor54, who says, seven episodes seems a little intense. For um, Yeah. Uh, so maybe it'd be better to spread out the seven episodes and do them as seven different palate cleansers or just one <laughs> seven-hour-long episode. <laughs> so I choose the latter. One seven-hour-long episode. Yeah. It's nine episodes, so we should probably do nine hours. Okay, on nine it. hours. We're gonna have to temporarily increase the monthly Patreon <laughs> cost. Yeah. So for just for don't be surprised if you see an increase on your bill. Just for July, it's gonna cost seventy-five dollars. Yeah, uh, for for the month. Then it'll but, go back down look, to five. You're gonna get your money's worth. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I guess this won't be Tim and Tom go to the movies. This will be uh, Tim and Tom stream the dream. <laughs> Tim and Tom's dream stream. 
Stream Dreams. Stream Dreams with Tim and Tom. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll keep we'll workshop it. Yeah. Workshop in it. We'll forget to watch the thing and <laughs> we'll make no mention of the fact that we had this conversation about the name of the show. Uh, yeah. All that and more coming next week. Sound up in the comments. We love you very much. Thank you for being patrons. Thank you.